Okay, welcome or welcome back to Car Outside the Lines podcast. I am Lisa Hughes, uh, co-host of the podcast here with my amazing friend. To me, Joseph Devlin. Yes, I know. He wasn't too sure when I was saying amazing friend, if that was him, but it is actually Joseph. <laughs> so you're really welcome to this continuing season two that we're doing all about how can we really take care of ourselves and sustain ourselves as we're in this lockdown uh, what can we do even though there's we feel restricted what is it that we can do we have an absolutely amazing guest that I'm so excited mm. about mm-hmm. um, I have been in a number of workshops with Marcella who's going to introduce herself and tell you all about it but she's she's she does really amazing work through the body you know, we've we've talked before about the body being seen as this kind of meat taxi to carry your big heavy head around. And that's where all the <laughs> stuff is. There's so much going on in the body. And mm. no better woman than Marcella to introduce. So Marcella, mm. great to see you. So happy so nice to see you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how, tell all the people, I'll give them your backstory and your context and tell them all about yourself. All right. So hello, everybody. First of all, Um, I'm happy to be here. And so the backstory is that I started working through the body for myself about 30 years ago. I was a pretty lost young woman and uh, and it led me to a methodology that I studied for almost 20 years called the Grinberg method, which in its time was a pretty radical approach to the body because it was really um, bashing beliefs, no sacred cows, go to the body, what's there, what are sensations, like undo the stories, unravel. And it was exactly what I needed for a long time, really potent, did a lot of hands-on work at looking mm. at how is it that we wrap ourselves around our past and then how does that keep repeating itself? And then you fast forward to about 10 years ago when I realized, well, that modality stopped working. I kept hitting my hitting my head against the wall and I didn't know why, but I felt restricted within the modality. So I had to actually step outside, like break down the walls, if you will, like melt the lines as you as you talk. Color about. outside the lines. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent. Exactly. But I didn't start by coloring. I really started by like complete <laughs> not knowing what in the world I was doing. And I had to undo all of the Um, what kept me safe, a good career, uh, you know, a nice home, like all the things that we've been told were part of a good life. Mm. And, and then in that I did move to Bali, which can sound really romantic and wonderful. And, but it was pure hell the first year for me because I took away everything that had kept me safe. And in that, in the undoing, the amount of terror and fear and mm. then the thing that I couldn't quite name mm. had was just pouring through me. Mm. Mm. When I finally named it, I realized, oh my gosh, that's shame. That is mm. an unending feeling of not being good enough. Mm-hmm. So it was that to me was like I touched finally touched this place that had been so hungry inside of me for so long and thought, okay, I can teach from there. I know how to teach from there, but this was implementing every tool I ever had. And then discovering what's unnecessary, what works and what, what kind of more softness can I bring in that was not a part of the training that I did 
with the game method. So now I've been teaching through that scope and through that lens with movement and pretty deep body practices and awareness. And it's been phenomenal. And that's been about five years now. Mm. Yeah. So I, I have a, yeah, I have a story of, if you're wondering what this kind of looks like, Myself and, and and a good friend of mine, Deirdre McGinn, I met Deirdre actually at Marcella's workshop. We we both arrived along to one of Marcella's workshops and we didn't really know what to expect, you know, because movement can be lots of things, right? It, it can be anything. But we trusted the person who had asked us along. And Deirdre tells this brilliant story of we're all sitting around in a circle and we're talking about who we are and what we want. And, you know, we're doing that kind of sharing bit. And, and Marcel says, OK, right, we're going to get ready to move. And Deirdre decides to go to the toilet before we start going to, into the workshop. And so she said, we were in this circle and it all seemed really normal. And then she came out of the toilet and we were all on our hands and knees and kind of moving on down and making funny noises. And she was like, oh, my God, what, where am I? What have I done? So it was really funny. <laughs> yes. She often provided comic relief in very intense moments. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you illustrate a really good point is that we have gotten so far from our physicality. So far that if you drop the the layers and layers of rules of behavior mm. and of how mm. do we look to the public and you know now we're in lockdown so who the hell cares how we look to the public but but you know if you drop all of that your body wants to move it wants to growl it wants to rumble it wants to you know the hips want to shake like we want to be very physically alive mm. but, but we have to learn to recognize those layers in order to be able to undo those layers. Mm. And part of it is from the outside looking in, and then part of it is hands and knees, we're just going to dive in and here we go, right? (laughs) This this, um, type of work sounds uh, really visceral and really, really beautiful. And you, I'm particularly interested in this style of work from the body work that I've done in the past and, and, and a little bit around that. Um, in particular, I'm interested in this piece that you touched on really early on um, in your introduction where you, you, you named, you named shame mm-hmm. and you named that. And in, in our discussion before we came on air, you described shame as being the deepest wound of human beings and that really touched me. That really resonated with me. And I was like, oh, that's juicy. That's, that's really nice. I like that. And we also touched on this idea of, of lockdown, feeling to you like it's this dullness which is coming into your life as kind of we're being compressed and suppressed and what we can do. And I'm wondering if we could, if we could touch on this and, and, and let you tell us about about these things, about how you how you feel about shame and how you feel about undoing the dull. Yeah. So, what I'm, you know, I didn't know that 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 shame, and of course, that's just my observation of mm. that mm. is such a deep wound. But the way that I look at shame is that it is a, it's formed yes by our history, 
yes, by our lineage, mm. but also by a profound disconnect from our bodies. Mm. So that mm-hmm. if, we, if we are only living through our minds and we mm. do feel and sense and and live from our bodies and as our bodies, we've essentially fragmented ourselves into parts. Mm-hmm. So, so we're never going to feel um, full of assurance and and deep connection. And because we're, there's always going to be those pockets, those holes, those disconnected parts mm. that lead us to doubt ourselves, to question our belonging. Mm-hmm. You know, I use the word shame very freely. Mm. But, but one of the things that I teach in workshops and in my online course is what is the wording for you? Mm. Right. Is it that you always feel left out? Mm-hmm. That you're an outsider. You don't belong. Mm. You're not good enough. You're too much. Right. So, mm. but when, so you take that as a concept and then you start to live your life through that. And that isolates us. Right. So, so however, we're, if I feel like I don't belong, I'm going to live like I don't belong. Maybe trying all the time to belong, but getting in my mind rejected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's that isolation. Mm -hmm. And then there's the actual isolation that we've got going on with COVID. Mm. Isn't I'm not going to say that that is directly related to shame, but what I can say is that it will turn up the volume on whatever subjects we haven't been willing to look at. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a real separation now. Yeah. And the dullness Mm -hmm. can happen then either because you're continuing to refuse to look at it, Mm -hmm. but it can also just happen because it is unnatural for us to be in a state of limbo like this for as long as we've been in it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't answer the second part of your question as much because it's, it's, I just wanted to almost separate them of like looking shame and then looking at this dulling down that we've experienced Mm. but if we disconnect from our bodies in a general sense we are disconnecting from our resourcefulness and our energy and so of course we're dulling down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) or or over utilizing parts of ourselves and under utilizing other parts of ourselves Mm I think it's so interesting. The other story that kind of stands out just when when you're talking about that, um, like I definitely have been, I was for a long time, very disconnected from my body. Um, and one of the, the workshops that we went, and I mean, I think actually every workshop we went to, Marcella, and this is related to Joseph earlier on was saying to me, so it's embodiment, it's movement, it's dance. And I was like, no, it's not dance. And he said, mm. what do you mean it's not dance? And I said, I, this is the experience that I wanted to share with I went to the workshops and I would start moving and I loved to dance and I would go into my dance moves and Marcella would come over and bash me. I'm just like, <laughs> no, get into your body. And I was like, this is me and my body. This is me dancing. Yeah. That's the only modality I had, right? But I was still in my box. I was still yeah. in my, in my, yes. yeah. You know what? Worrying about what everybody else yeah me, and, and I found it so difficult to yeah. get away from the, the patterns in yeah. my body because I was only allowed to be in my body in certain ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 I couldn't. And that was what was so amazing for me about the work was is that yeah, because you really pushed me to say that's not it. I said to Joseph, "Don't call it dance. Like, 
because that will that no, freak me out. Much. Yeah, it's absolutely not dance, but I do use music and I do mm. use a lot of movement. And even mm. in the portion of the movement that is what I call continuous movement, mm. again, it is not dance. It is yeah. how you continue to explore and undo and discover the movement in your body. Mm. And right. that's scary, right? So you're not the 100%. only one who's resorted to their dancing persona when they okay all right here I feel good great 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 but you know we're working with shame here so so you got to hit the edges and yeah and and within the context of the movement form you'll meet your edges yeah yeah because because dance can be dance can be performative right you can be in a kind of zone of like I'm doing this because I think I look good Mm. this is this is safe like yeah, this is a the the display of whatever. I'm I'm interested, and I love this idea that that you would come over and <laughs> slap Lisa about. I would not <laughs> slap her about. But Sorry, let, not let slap her about. Really metaphorically, actually, but I, metaphorically. I I really felt it, and I had such resistance to it. This was the whole yeah. thing. That was what I loved about it. Yeah, because I I felt like okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm ticking my boxes, and she was like, "You're not." You think you're coloring outside the lines, but you're holding a gray crayon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a whole other new line. Yeah, you're going to stay inside this circle now. You're staying inside that box. It's within the same big circle you've already drawn yourself, right? Which it's is a right. lot of times what... Um, you know, what, what happens in, even in the embodiment world is that people are trying to calm down and that that is never, ever, ever something you're going to hear in my courses, right? Uh, I'm like, okay, you've met, you've met your edge and it's a super yeah. uncomfortable edge. Yeah. And if, if I use Lisa's um, example, she wasn't even meeting her edge. She was actually cruising around in her comfort zone, right? And so I was like, well, let's try this so that you meet your edge. And then let's hang out there for a little bit and notice, for yeah. example, that you might feel awkward. And yeah. Awkwardness is not comfortable for a lot of mm. us that are um, maybe more like e- we're more easily looked at right awkwardness is so not comfortable we're supposed to have mastery and kind of be yeah yeah then the whole purpose of this is to explore and discover options that are inside of you already yeah and and feel them as current as heat as an energy flow as just whoa i have my hips Mm. right so if i have my hips and they are really as important a part of me as my mind is, how am I going to move through the world and what options will I discover in my life? Right. So, right. so that's, that's, that's the carryover. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it is a, it is a, I mean, it's hard to describe the movement form in a mm. podcast, but mm. what I, what I do is I'll use areas of the body mm. and then you'll have a set of parameters, which will include the size of the movement. So say you're mm-hmm. going to medium size and then the mm-hmm. beat, the beat and the mm-hmm. beat. So you make a movement, say in your hips, mm-hmm. and then you stop the movement on the beat. Right? right. And that stop becomes a brand new starting point. Okay. Movement. So you're not going out and back and out and back and out and back, which is what we do with dancing. 
Yes, that's right? kind of um, uh, like a grandfather clock. What do you call that? A pendulum. That's like a pendulum, yeah. That's got a certain cadence and a swing to it. This is different. Absolutely. It's still working with the rhythm, but every single, if you, then I can describe the concept, right? Because what we're trying to do with patterns is mm. say, okay, well, this is it. This is your pattern. Mm. Right? And this is how you hold it in your shape. Yeah. And this is the level of energy that you have when you hold it. These are, these are the habitual emotions that you're going to feel. And yeah. these are in the thoughts, what you will do and won't do. Right. Mm-hmm. So we gather all of that. And that to me is embodiment. Yeah. So it's not, you know, whether it's contracted or flowing, it's all mm-hmm. embodiment. So you learn your pattern and, and then you habitually will move as the pattern. And mm-hmm. then finding your way out of it through the body as opposed to trying to talk your way out of it with a you know positive thinking or something like that. A cerebral process. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 tricky because we rely on our minds to yeah. find a way out and also yeah. to measure whether we've done a good job. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not, we're not honoring, we're not honoring the meat sack, as, as Lisa would say. The what's the word? We're not honoring the meat. Oh no, meat taxi. Was it meat taxi? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. I call it the juice, right? The so juice. we're Great. Yeah, like, the juiciness that we have, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of flipping everything on its, on its head and saying, mm-hmm. well, what if your body actually shows you the way out instead yeah. of, you know, and then your mind will just have clarity yeah yeah right so you you would actually love um marcella's uh playlists ah yes some of the best music i've ever heard like i think you've shared a couple with me yeah 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 yeah. great 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 you can thank spotify for that (laughs) right (laughs) yeah Can you see the parallel, Joseph, with Grace's work? Uh, with Grace Tempene's work? Yes. So yeah, both definitely. Joseph and I have, have mm. trained with Grace Tempene and we interviewed her in the podcast in season one. Mm. And she talks about finding your edge. This is exactly what I was thinking, that a comfortable edge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And this yeah. is different because you're doing it in stillness. So Grace is a yin yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uncomfortable edge that's very much in stillness. And this is finding the uncomfortable edge very much in dynamic movement. Exactly. Both. I, do, I also do do things that are more um, subtle and passive. So, so that you have, okay. so that you have options that you can, you can choose, you know, yeah. and yeah. work with. So, because I know the movement form that I teach is not necessarily something that people will go home from a weekend weekend workshop and keep practicing. Yes, gotcha. Okay. So, and I'm 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 wondering, is that where your body work experience comes into the more still subtle elements, or where? How would you say that that fits in? Because I'm interested in in this body work element as well, and how you weave that in. Yeah. I guess I would say that, but it is all about paying attention. Mm. Really, like paying attention is such a massive tool, mm-hmm. but it's paying attention in through the body as a body instead of paying attention 
and trying to understand, right? So yes, or you know, I've, I've done hands-on work for 25 years now, and I still get the question, how did you know to go there? Mm. I, I can't tell you. I could give you mm-hmm. some this excuse in my mind right? <laughs> to satisfy it, or they'll yeah. say, you know, what muscle are you touching? And, yeah. and the truth is, I, I, I trained in anatomy a long time ago, but I really don't care. Like, oh, well, I'm just touching a little spot in your body where there is trapped energy. There is trapped fear. There's trapped grief. There's trapped shame. There's, there's something of your potential that's not moving and that we want to move. Now, most of the time, what happens is that if it's a lot of energy and if it's not necessarily subtle, you know, if it's powerful energy, we will try to stop it, right? Oh, I'm going to contract my shoulders because my, Mm. that's too much. I learned long ago in my past that that's too much. Mm. So, so it's a process of undoing the over-efforting and allowing what's being accessed and resourced. Mm. And then there becomes then, then learning to let the body take over with, with Mm. whatever comes. Mm. 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 All of those tools. Yeah. Those Mm. go into the workshop for sure. Mm. Yeah. And into the training, into anything I do really. Mm. 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 Do you remember the last uh, workshop that we had, um, Marcella, in BC before COVID? And we were in a worship. We can even remember that long ago. There was this really powerful moment where the electricity went off. Do you remember in the studio? Do you remember? Do you even remember this? Yeah, it was pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like for you, can, none of you guys can see her, and even Joseph won't get a sense. But Marcella is like. Five foot two? Five four. Right. <laughs> Five four. Okay. Well, I just, I have in my head, she's like this little powerful, like power in your pocket, right? So she, she stood in the middle of the, of the studio and we were all going, looking around, didn't know what to do. And she just said, I'll be back. And off she went and we were all like, oh, we might be on the other end of that now. Would you, when you came back, you told this really powerful story about how you sort out. Do you remember? I do remember because I, I went into the, um, to where the family was, it was a family run business and they were all kind of lounging around in the, on the couch and, you know, they were at ease, their job was done. And, and I said, well, the power went out and, um, they, they just shrugged their shoulders. <laughs> right. And I remember I had a massive raid wave of rage flow through me. Right. Because mm. I, I kind of, until I've exhausted every possibility and I always mm. think of options, I thought, well, th- no, like it was just a no. And I just remember standing in the middle of the room with my feet very planted, my, my hips were, and I said, well, this won't do, <laughs> you know, and, and, and they were so disturbed. And this is, this talks about that dulling down and they were in a comfortable mm. spot. They, didn't, they were, they didn't want to be disturbed. Turns out they had this wonderful long extension cord that went like, like you know, a mile long, effectively, that went from a generator. And within 10 minutes, we were good. Mm. But they were expecting their pushback from me just to say, oh, okay, well, we'll just wait till the power comes on. But they were watching TV. So I knew that there was electricity. <laughs> right? I, thought, I knew it. And, and, and so... That I didn't used to have access to that kind of energy of mm. really 
filling the room. And what I remember was that, that it, it's a ripple effect, right? That mm-hmm. everybody started to kind of sit up in their chairs and it wasn't, we have an idea of a lot of, of how emotions will be expressed. So we have an mm-hmm. idea that rage is bad, mm-hmm. right? But, but rage in that moment was very natural for me. And it cut through the thickness of nothing's going to happen. We're just mm-hmm. this the same. Mm-hmm. And it was great because we didn't waste time and we got back. Mm-hmm. It was at the beginning of the workshop. Mm-hmm. So the reason, I, sorry, Joseph, just the reason I tell that sorry. story is mm-hmm. I know that when some people think about the work that Marcella does around shame or mm-hmm. not belonging or not trusting yourself or not feeling good enough, it feels like it's really negative. But my experience of it is, is is once you access that, it opens up all kinds of power that you didn't know you had, like to to allow things like rage and and not that you're Mm. turning your choice out of the prime, but that you can stand with your feet planted on the ground and go, well, this won't do. Mm. (laughs) I was like, whoa, that's amazing. You know, so it's not the shame bit is is not to to shy away from. It actually opens up something else in you for other things to come through. Mm. It's, it's remarkable. I was, but you bring up a really lovely point because I was interviewed, um, I don't know, six months ago by somebody and they were uh, very obsessed with positive and negative emotions. Like that was their framing. And that is absolutely not my framing at all. I look at it as either it's contracted mm. or, or it's moving. That's it. So I don't even care what you call it. If there is a shakiness in your body, because because in a situation like that, when somebody tells you, oh, nothing to be done and you contract around it, Mm. then you've just reduced your power. Mm. If you don't contract around it and you allow your legs to shake and you allow heat to come up and you allow your head to clear and then you say, wait a minute, hold on and it becomes power that moves in the world. We're never meant to just stay stagnant, right? which is part of why. So I don't talk about positive and negative. And it was, it was interesting in this podcast because um, he kept going back to, well, well, how do you have, how do you have positive rage? And I said, well, it's not positive or negative. <laughs> it's, it's contracted or flowing. It is, you know, accessed or, or stagnant. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. That's it because that mm. is a body experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, the mind and, measure. Yeah. In in some ways you could say that you you're tempering rage and producing action. I know, I don't even think I would use the word temper. No, mm. I would say I am undoing a pattern of stopping it. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned to allow the flow completely to, to, and it's a, it's tricky for us because we, we want it to come up to our necks, but then we, our minds want to know, how am I going to sort through this? Right. But if by, if you learn to let that really powerful energy and this, and the rage is more fiery, shame is, Mm -hmm. is, is is a different quality in the body. Mm -hmm. If you let it come up, into your head, into your mm. physical head. I'm not just talking about the mind. Mm. It can it can undo those beliefs and ideas that we have about good and bad, right or wrong, allowable or not allowable. So it's not that I was I 
by no means was I stomping around and shrieking. It was just Mm. a really strong, no, Mm. that's not going to happen. And the energy of it reverberated, but Mm. we've lost our ability to, to do that. Yeah. And and I'm wondering about, about this, about regaining this ability and what it gives you in, in terms of how, how you step in the world and what, people can take away from this like that that that's kind of what this series is about has been how can how can we help people in lockdown have a little bit of upskilling or tooling to be able to give them something functional in their life and this sounds to me really really functional and it sounds like like that barrier or sorry not barrier boundary piece there you 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 kind of were able to really express a boundary being like no that's that's not okay this is this is how i want this to be can yeah. you give our listeners a bit of bit of an idea about that? Yeah, so I guess I I it would be helpful to hear how mm. like what are the sticking points that you're noticing with your friends mm. with your family of lockdown? Mm. You know, where are they getting stuck? Mm. Because because we are we are I mean California is finally I opening up after mm. a really long brutal year. Um so I notice a lot of frustration. I notice that a lot of sorrow doesn't, mm-hmm. people don't know what to do with sorrow. They don't mm-hmm. know. What to do. you know I've, I have friends who have lost people to COVID mm-hmm. and there's a lot more proximity to death. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you do with grief? Yeah. Right. And so, especially when you're in these, say for four walls, right? When you're in these very distinctly colored lines mm-hmm. that are rigid and you, and you are a mixture of all of this experience and, and some force from outside is telling you this experience is, that's it. This is what you have to abide by. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can feel, we can go back into patterns of authority and child into you know and so wherever we get stuck in that but but the 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 difficult part is that we don't actually physically have anywhere to go to maybe blow off steam or stomp around right so so what do you do well I really trust that, that we have more options in our lives given these restrictions and I also trust that it is dangerous for us to dull down our intelligence and our power, even though these restrictions have been imposed upon us. Mm. We have been restricted in many, many ways throughout our lives. Mm. So one would be learning in the body just to, and that could just be sitting and and starting to recognize, well, where am I stuck? How am I stuck? Mm -hmm. How am I, what do I feel about the future? about life right now what is the most um, recurring emotion or mindset that I have can I ask a question Marcella because I had I had this very conversation today so what I'm noticing with people is is we know what we don't want this isn't just about COVID right we know what we don't want we don't want the restrictions right and then when I say to people what do you want Mm. They don't know the answer. And, and so my instinct is to say to them, find that in your body. 
So how, how would you direct somebody if you said to them, you know, what do you want? And how could, how could I, how would I, how would you find that in your body? Well, you might have to go through a couple of layers of the, I don't want this and I don't want that. Right. So you might have to actually sit and feel what, what don't you want? And where, where, where are two or three places in the body where you, you contract or you slump or you harden or you become rigid? Okay. So if I'm contracted in my shoulders or I'm, I'm kind of rigid in my hips or my knee is off or I've got, those are the things that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention to that standing or sitting, I would say, and just for one or two minutes, which is a long time when you're intentionally doing mm-hmm. this, right? Go into that state of mind, go into that mood, go into that, you know, I, I, I've had it with lockdown. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Something, the government, this, and the, this and that. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, if you start to do it, you'll feel how your shoulders might contract and your jaw might become rigid. And then there's a kind of overall, just thick, dull mm-hmm. energy that's not going anywhere. Right. If you turn the volume up on that, and what I mean by is actually intensifying the shape muscularly, attitudinally, and then you choose to drop it, like you choose to come out of it. And that that requires your will, Mm -hmm. it requires your full bodied energy. So that means that you'd soften your shoulders, you'd start to breathe. You would agree to put your feet on the ground, start to feel where you are in space, feel the earth. Because no matter where you are, earth is always (laughs) (laughs) Wakes up a good, a good, okay. Then that's where you're gonna meet your edge. And that's where the frustration or the sorrow or the grief can start to potentially and move as energy in the body, right? Mm. It might be tears. It might just be heat. At that point, you can go back to, well, what do I want? Right? So, so what is it that I want? And generally speaking, Wants usually come, for women, it comes really deeply in in the womb, low belly, and the heart. For men, it comes much more from the heart, the heart area, right? But I don't want to be cliche about it because it's a physical sensation. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to get to what you want if you haven't gone through the layers of what you don't want and if those layers are thick, Mm. right? Mm. So... Give yourself a process, right? Mm. Every day for one or two minutes, I'm going to really focus on what Mm. I don't want. You can do it through writing. Mm. You can write a long list of what you Mm. don't want. Mm -hmm. And you can put the list aside. How is it? How's my body now? Is it energized Mm. or is it dulled? If it's dulled, dull down even more. If it's energized, hell, you've already taken off a layer just by writing. So then breathe, move, let it be in the body. Agree to be frustrated. Agree mm-hmm. to be to have sorrow. Mm-hmm. Agree to have an anger of, of wanting something to change, but not having an, any idea how or where, right? Because we don't know yet. Mm. No, but it doesn't mean that what you're the energy that's inside of you mm. can't start to nudge those lines, right? Like start to widen them and push them apart until you break free. So you asked, you know, what is what is it that people gain? 
freedom, like freedom in expression, in thought, freedom in much more freedom of movement, freedom of, of emotional freedom, where the moods don't pull you and suck you in as much. You've got more, you've got more op, like options and range. And mm. once that starts to become physically accessible in the body, you start to practice that more as opposed to you know, the dull repetition and frustration and mm. is that helpful? That's great. That's so helpful. We were both smiling. Why were yeah. we both smiling, Joseph? We, we were both, both. I was laughing because yeah, you're, you're, laughing. you're, you're, I'm always laughing. You're the, you're the, the third guest in a row who's brought us the wisdom of having your feet on the ground on the earth and just before this call, Lisa gave me the gift of, of inviting me to, to bring my feet back in contact with, with the earth because I, I've, I've had a, a heavy, heavy Zoom day today. Mm. So we're laughing because this, this feet on the earth um, wisdom is coming up over and over again for us. And from people like, like people are bringing it to this podcast. And, and, and this is great. This is... Yeah. I think so common. Uh, sorry, this is so so beautiful that this practice is so grounding, literally grounding, yeah. and 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 so so commonly there. I, I, this is this is this is great to hear this again. And also, my experience of Ireland was you you guys are salt of the earth people. <laughs> like you really are. It was so. It and and from that comes immense humor yeah. and joy. And like fun, right? Yeah. So, so that is that was my experience as culturally. What do I get to taste and flavor when I go to these countries and work in these mm. countries? And I think, well, okay, that's already in you, right? So, yeah. how do you just go out and it's starting to become spring? You can go out and put your feet on earth. Most of you, from what mm. I can tell, mm -hmm. have gardens and accessibility to to earth and just hang out there. And it, mm. it might mean that initially when you hang out there, sorrow comes, mm. right? But one of the hardest things is to take the mind out and say, it doesn't matter what comes. <laughs> you just allow it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And our history tells us, I can't handle it. Mm. But that's where you start to color outside the lines. That's where you stretch the edges just a little bit. Can you handle it for three more breaths? Mm. And that is a more subtle shift. You know, we're often waiting for those massive breakthroughs that just mm. take you space. But growth doesn't happen like that in in mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> like It's yeah, really it's beautiful, right? Totally. All the beautiful yeah. garden. So yeah. yeah. Um, there's another little exercise that I think I can explain just uh, without, you know, in a podcast, but if you stand, if you stand with your feet hip width apart and your mm -hmm. knees are soft mm -hmm. and your eyes are open and they're eye level and you're opening your peripheral vision. So you, mm. your gaze remains soft and mm. all you do is you lift your heels. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can make the sound so you hear it. Yeah. And you just... Thump. Okay. You drop your heels down onto the earth again. And what you're doing is you're finding a rhythm. Right. And a pace. Yeah. 
And there's something energy wise of that happens in the legs. It starts to go through the bones when you do it. It starts to move mm. up the body and you're finding a rhythm that is consistent yeah. and slower, right? Because earth, yeah. earth energy is slower, but very yeah. consistent. Yeah. And five minutes and see what it does. Mm. All right. Yeah. I have, a, I, have a little, I have some earth practices. Like if your people, you know, want to go to my website, there are, there's resources on there where I. Can you tell yeah, us what really, the website is? Fierceembodiment.com. Oh, I like that. Fierceembodiment. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> hey, I'm a bit you curious. Have a, you, have a, oh. you have a newsletter as well, don't you, Marcella? Somebody yeah, yeah. If they, if they sign up, if they sign up for the web for the email, they'll they'll start to hear about you know what I've got going on, and I I try to include practices once or twice a month, and yeah. I'm curious, but I'm wondering: Are we out of time, Lisa? How we? We have got about five minutes left. Can I ask another question? Go on, I think we can roll with it. <laughs> um, I'm curious to, and wondering if you use the voice at all in part of your trainings. And this is coming from um, the, the men's work stuff that we do. We, we, um, uh, we tend to need a lot of space around us when we're doing our weekends because we tend to get into some, some wild man vocalising uh, kind of, I wouldn't call it toning because that would imply that we have a sense of, um, well, tone. <laughs> We're more kind of like growling from our kind of ancient um, uh, masculinity. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you use the voice and what your feelings are about that. Yeah. So it's such a good question because I'm actually have been swirling inside of me and ha that hasn't emerged yet is a workshop about embodying voice. Mm. Um, but let's say I do use it in the movement. I don't know if I think Lisa, maybe, maybe we did it, but I, but I use yeah, it. She's not, yeah. Okay. okay. So I do use it, but it's really just sight like, uh, you, you're making a movement with your arms and you're like, beep, ba, ho, ha, na, two. But, right, you're, okay. you're just, yeah. I, with the idea. It was an extension of the movement. Was was it was almost yeah. like you were moving, and then it was coming out through whatever. Well, it's its own sound I was making. Yeah. yeah, it's its own movement, and the idea is is that to exercise it as a movement. Yeah. And, and then that shifts, like that clears history around the throat in a way. Yeah. Remarkable, yeah. and it's it absolutely takes you out of your head. Yes. When we're going into say, maybe the more, like after we've built the workshop and we're going into more intensive moments, voice mm -hmm. just comes out that kind mm -hmm. of, you know, sometimes not in everybody mm -hmm. but because we've been repressed and shut down with it. Mm. But I'm always looking at how somebody speaks and mm. from where in their body do they speak? So mm. in a workshop, somebody's describing something and I can feel that the, the layer of shame is thick or heavy. Mm -hmm. I, I can guide them to go back down to their lower body mm -hmm. and, and relax into there. And mm -hmm. the voice will now become more powerful mm -hmm. naturally. 
So, mm-hmm. so it's, I'm aware of it as a movement, as an option of the body, just like the movement of the spine. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but if I get back to just this one thing, and you've probably noticed this with your men's groups is that because we have so many rules around what's allowed, what are we allowed to say? And you know, the rules for men are very different than the rules for women. Um, some similar, but, but, but it doesn't matter. It still gets stuck in the throat. And so, as I was saying before, with rage, for example, rage comes up, mm. up, 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 up. Mm. We stop it at the throat and our mind immediately goes into overdrive of thinking what's acceptable now. How do I censor this into something which I'm allowed to say? Yeah. Right. But you've stopped the energy. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's where we spend all this time of, of, of assessing the consequences and what will happen and this and that. Is it allowable? Is it too frightening? Is it too much? Is it? Yeah. If the flow, the actual energy flow of heat that's shaky and powerful and, you know, can momentarily make you feel like you've lost control. Mm. That makes it up to your head. What you say will will come out naturally. Mm-hmm. Just in a as in a discovery of of new movement in the body of limbs and and hips and shoulders, and you will describe you'll you'll discover a new movement in the voice and in your word choice and how you speak, mm-hmm. and the freedom mm-hmm. because it will un, it will be un. T- tinted yeah by your history yeah yeah i love that mm. and and this is what this is really all about you were saying contracted versus moving this energy is moving through you and your voice is just part of helping you to express that in the same way that your shoulders and your hips are this is beautiful thank you lisa i'm not going to ask any more questions because i want to give you a space because i've asked quite a few I want to give you a chance. No, I mean, I, I for me, this, this, I am feeling real joy in my body because I just knew that this was going to be a beautiful connection between Marcel. I just, I just, I have been waiting to put the two of you together because yeah. the work so resonates. And I know that Joseph is going to host you. You and Joseph and I are going to host you. I think when you come back to Ireland, we are going to find you a fabulous studio space down in Wexford, which I think Joseph knows a little bit about, perhaps. A little bit, a little bit. I have to make I have to make sure I can find a, a really um, a, a really uh, bug infested cabin for you. <laughs> not not for you, Marcella, for Lisa. Right, for Lisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my good friend Joseph. Lovely. Um, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> that. But like, so I I can see this real connection, and what I'm loving is is that that Joseph gets this as much as. I was like, I'm possibly more than I ever got it. I I came to Marcella where I was three or four years ago. I'm still pretty buttoned up. Like, let's be really honest. I'm, I'm not, yeah, let's be really honest. But I was even more super buttoned up in the sense of I had done a lot of head work and a lot of personal development, a lot of coaching work, a lot of, you know, real cerebral stuff. Yeah. And um, what happened with Marcella is like really opened up a whole other world for me with me and I think it's just been hugely beneficial and I think mm. if we could so many more of us need to access the body yeah yeah and I would really recommend that people 
go to fierceembodiment.com, yes. sign up for the email because she does these amazing practices with these brilliant um, playlists. <laughs> go to one of the monthly workshops that she has because they're just like, you know, and and really color outside the lines. And I know yeah. that you have yeah. like a, a, an online course now, like a, a longer online course, Marcella, yeah. that you just, just started? It. Yeah, we just are in our first month. It's called Shifting yeah. Shame and Embodied Journey to Freedom. And the beauty of it is that I took everything we did in a day and a half workshop and I broke it down into more tangible pieces because I really, I have such a passion of wanting people to not just learn at a weekend workshop, but to actually get like, wow, this is an approach to my life. This is going to really shift how I move in the world and who I am in the world. And Mm. also just give your mind a rest, you know, just Mm. like really really give your mind a rest. And, um, and so that, yeah, I'll be offering another one in the fall in September. Mm. So if, 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 and that's just for women. So, um, I'm curious later on, Joseph, we can speak about this. Uh, yeah. That I have had men over the years say, mm. oh, will, you, will you teach about shame? Will you teach about shame? And mm. I've always felt that, that, well, I could, I could, but I need in some respects more, I need, a, a, I need somebody to teach with on that. Mm. Because the that's way, that, yeah, that's why I'm sort of thrilled of what you're doing with, with men, because mm. While I observe it, I was asked one time, well, what's, what's, you know, how do men hold, hold their shame? Like, what are they holding back versus women? Mm, mm. And as women, we really hold back our, our presence, our physical, mm-hmm. powerful presence. In mm-hmm. and shame makes us small and little girls, mm-hmm. little light, and so on and so forth. Mm. With men, what I've found is that mm. you hold back your hearts. Mm. Just don't get to wildly ex- be expressed in the world. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually physically a different, I mean, a, a, a different um, structure of, of, of the learning. Because with women, I, we go into the lower body, hips mm-hmm. down. And, and once we've got the hips down, then the rest can follow. Mm-hmm. Whereas I sense that with men, it would be much more, what are you doing in the heart area? And yeah. how do you... Yeah. How do you how how courageous you actually choose to be mm. tenderness and with generosity and with your strength also mm-hmm. of, of heart right mm. so who knows it sounds like if i can put if i can plant this in joseph's head it sounds like this work would help you to step into your sovereign does that make oh, sense? Good word. Good word. Good word. This is that's a very resonant word for Joseph. I think yeah. we're we're go- this is like a total love in state. Just like do a full a, a full circle thing because you asked me at yeah. the beginning about shame and I said shame is yeah. is the wound of humanity, right? Yeah. So can you imagine that if women are choosing to be more present with their power and men mm. are softening and opening into their hearts and yes i mean i just think what we can actually do as humans Mm -hmm. and in in healing this wound Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that our body knows how to do yeah absolutely yeah 
yeah, yeah. And I think I this. This, to your point of this, this has been so practical for me because one of the mm. workshops that we did was about mm. was the one where you, you we had the electricity out and, and it's just you just reminded me, Marcella, of this taking up space, mm. you know, fully occupying your body and speaking from your gut and your belly enough from your head all the time. Mm. So I know that it might sound because you, you can't see it with the movement hard to understand, but these, these practices and that's what it is more than anything is that Marcella brings like make such a huge difference. I think just in terms of how you show up in those moments of, do I shrink back or do I, do I stand Mm-hmm. You know, and can I, as a man, can I show my heart? But as a woman, can I find my boundaries? And those yeah. are the kinds of, you know, conversations that we really need to be having. And those, yeah. are, those are the things that are going to bring us out of lockdown. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Marcella's just yeah. had her first vaccine jab, right? We're all, we're yeah. all waiting over here for the vaccine, right? And I think our next challenge is going to be, how do we come out? Absolutely. Very safe place uh, absolutely. in absolutely. our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our body's locked down. Yeah, I've ex- I've been exploring that a lot lately. Mm. Unnatural layers that have somehow also, they're full of, oh, out there is dangerous. Yeah. So starting to learn that, well, can I soften and actually from the body feel if there's mm, danger? Mm, 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 mm. As to what we've been told, and now we're suspicious of, of everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's a whole other conversation. So. It really is. You're going to have to come back. You're going to have to come back. You're going to have to come to Ireland, but we're definitely going to have to do another round two of this because I know that you have things to do and I know that Joseph has a, has a call later on this evening. I have loved, loved, loved every mm. moment of the conversation. Me too. Was there anything, the last one, is there, is there anything that we should have asked you that we didn't? No, I don't think so. I, I really don't, I don't think so. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm content and satisfied and it's been really rich. So thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. And you're sharing, and you're so generous in your spirit, Marcella, and you bring so much to every conversation. And, and I really appreciate you for that. And I, I feel that it's been a really rich, fantastic. I'm going, oh, oh, I'm so ready to come back to Ireland. I can tell you. It's like, I'm trying to, I'm leaning into the screen, which your podcast listeners can't, can't, you know, but I'm coming closer as if I could do that. But I'm ready. So as soon as the world says, Okay. Now that you're ready, I think that that the universe is just going to shift, and you're going to have to come back. Definitely. Joseph is building absolutely, a studio. Absolutely. Joseph is building studio down in, in Wexford, and I think we will, we are ready to receive you any anytime soon as well. Absolutely, we would be absolutely grateful to have you down here whenever we're allowed. Mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to meeting that smiley face in real life. Mm-hmm. Because I see nothing but smiles. For those of you who can't see the Zoom call that we've got here, there's two big smiling heads and and and, and my big smiling head. <laughs> Thank you very much, Marcella. This has been Thanks absolutely being so wonderful to hear your wisdom. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much. It was just rich and fun. Thank you. 